This is CyberSound, your simplified and fundamentals-focused source for all things cybersecurity. With your hosts, Jason Pufal, Stephen Maresca, and Matt Fusaro. Welcome to CyberSound. I'm your host, Jason Pufal, joined, as always, by Steve Maresca and Matt Fusaro. Hey, guys. Hey, everyone. Hey, there. Uh, so, you know, today we're going to spend some time on the, the MoveIt vulnerability. Uh, I mean, I think we all discussed... It's impactful, obviously, probably because of the role that MoveIt plays in data transfer and you know, probably data access. But I mean, ultimately, it's it's pretty similar to you know, sort of the common exploits that we see, uh, software exploits, et cetera. Um, you want to one? Do you want to take a stab at sort of describing a little bit about what this was, though? More specifics. Sure. So you know, background. MoveIt. It's a tool from Progress Software. It's used for generally exchanging sensitive data between organizations, you know, service providers and generators of that data or something to that effect. Um, in this particular case, they had a vulnerability uh, in their web front end. Uh, that's the similarity with exchange and a lot of other things. Yeah, you know, really common right now. Yeah, it's an attack surface exposed to the world. Uh, going through that vulnerability, you can get access to sensitive data. That's it in a nutshell. It has a long tail of impacts for effect and what this means for companies that uh, maybe use the service provider or use the software itself. Yeah. I, this goes back to you know a prediction we made, what, maybe a year and a half, two years ago about more efficient vulnerabilities are going to start being used. This is definitely an efficient one. Yeah. And the vulnerability here was used by a ransomware gang that identifies itself as CLOP. It's called a variety of other names. Uh, yeah, TA. 505. Wants, I mean, if somebody wants to yeah, Google it, right? That's at least one memorable. Least uh, Tempest. Yeah, really, really memorable. TA file, yeah, yeah, whatever company has given their name mm -hmm. to it. There you go. <laughs> but it, here's the thing. Uh, this is an organ. This is a gang that's been known to target systems like this. Uh, they were associated with a breach uh, or breaches targeting a Celian in 2020, another secure file transfer platform. So this is a pattern for them. It's paid off clearly in the past, and that's what it's doing again today. Yeah. They were also involved in the paper cut um, exploit in April of mm -hmm. this year, 2023. And, and they do a lot of the same things that you'd see from, you know, what we've seen at least from other ransomware gangs that try to gain a foothold. They're creating scheduled tasks for persistence, uh, deploying uh, command and control so that they can get in and out of their transfer data, whatever it is that they need to do for um, further exploitation or further data exploitation. Um, looking at local LSAS. So if you're, if you're not familiar with LSAS, that's where all the authentication information is saved on a machine. So they like, they like interacting with that to get further credentials, move laterally. Um, TrueBot has been used a lot. Uh, TrueBot is kind of like a Trojan where they'll use that for, again, uh, trying to find information about the network, pulling that stuff back, uh, trying to find data that they're interested in. Yeah, so ultimately, Multi, multiple facets to this. Right. Uh, let's talk timeline, though. Uh, May 31st was when Progress actually let out their first public uh, notice. It's definitely clear that um, some entities had some foreknowledge of that in a, a privileged kind of way. States, municipalities patched uh, earlier than that time frame, but it was after attacks were observed in the wild in the uh, last week of May. So let's pause you there for a second. Sure. So uh, there are patches available so that the exploit is mitigated or, or what's the status for that? 
Yeah, that, that's there's some nuance here. The announcement on May 31st was consistent or uh, coincident with a patch. So folks who saw it then patched, got up to speed, and were protected. However, two weeks later, um, two other vulnerabilities came into play. So this is okay. multiple phases. You know, once it had additional eyes on it, obviously they found some other flaws, very similar to the initial issue. Um, so it, it's quite possible that there are orgs that patched initially, but have not yet patched to the latest and greatest version. So the main takeaway is, you know, take a look. You, you may have some additional work to do and have continued exposure. And again, it reminds me of exchange with you know, <laughs> exactly how many patches right. that we have to go through to get to a point where everyone was kind of kind of feeling safe with it. Um, and I think a lot of the same mitigations are taking place, right? If it doesn't have to be public, don't let it be public. Find out your partner's IPs and, you know, allow list that stuff instead of just letting it be out on the internet for anyone to connect to, right? Right. There are lots of organizations that were entirely unimpacted because they had taken that step ahead of time. Um, as with anything that's exposed to the world, you know, act according to the potential of that system being compromised and what it might impact. Um, and the criticality of the data. I mean, right. it's something like right. a file transfer tool like this, you know, it's designed to move. I mean, it doesn't have to be sensitive data, but it's designed to move data. Uh, I mean, it's really attractive for that reason. You really need to, you need to be more careful the way you protect it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I, what you're storing in it too. You know, make sure that you're not leaving data around in there so that you've got years and years of data that's exposed. Make sure that you've, you're, you have some type of lifecycle management over that to kind of help reduce your exposure if something like this happens. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this seems like the perfect plug as always for the, yeah. the data inventory and your, you know, your privacy impact analysis and some of the things that you normally would do when yeah. determining how long to keep your data. Right. Which, which honestly is a reasonable segue into what's happening now. What are the after effects of, of a vulnerability that occurred of this variety? Um, we're seeing a large burst of notifications come from service providers that happen to use the MoveIt software from Progress. Um, they're recognizing three weeks after the fact that they were in fact um, compromised in some capacity. They've done the analyses or are in process. And they're starting to let their, their own customers know that they have had some data exfiltration occur. We know of some examples already um, that are going that are already in the news are going to be in the news. Uh, the National Student Clearinghouse is a really good example of that. Um, you know, they deal with transcripts, uh, applicants for colleges, uh, information coming from high schools, things of that variety. Uh, the Hartford um, Insurance, uh, TIAA, lots of uh, financial data associated with some of these transfers. Um, I fully expect to hear several healthcare systems being impacted as well. These are the sorts of tools that are used for cross-organization data transfer of a sensitive nature. So, you know, if you're an attacker, this is kind of like a gold mine. Therefore, expect to see some sort of uh, uh, notification from providers like that in the near term. Right. And, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here. I, th I think the this particular group that's doing this, they, they were not doing double extortion Right, they were just doing extortion on the data itself. At least at this point, that yeah. appears to be the case. It's yeah. still evolving. It's it's possible that in a month that that may change. Right, but that, I mean that's one of the unique things here is is there was it wasn't a ransomware event. It really was a, a pure data theft and associated well, notification. Well, let's see both. Yeah, let's right. be you are seeing yeah. both. Okay, yep. it, it less less of a encryption event. There, right. Okay, more right. of a 
theft and ransom. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I mischaracterized. Yeah, I so I mean, this group has been associated with ransomware in some capacity in the past. Mm-hmm. It's just in this case, it wasn't necessary. Uh, that they, they could achieve quite negative outcomes and you know demand a ransom merely by getting access to the data. Sort of a shortcut, right? So uh, I mean, I think one of the things you know, we do a lot of work, in, particularly in that higher education space. You know, I think the National Student Clearinghouse was sort of an obvious thing for us to look at and, and start communicating to to our clients. Um, there hasn't been a lot of detail, I don't think, from them in terms of what potentially what data was impacted or what sort of what schools might have had data of you know for their for their. That's right. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, at this point, they're they're still investigating. Yeah, um, as is everyone else, and ultimately, they they did commit to providing detail and impact to all of the affected institutions, and that's the case for everyone that's making a notice here. Um, some of them are further ahead than others. You know, some of the insurance providers already had that data. They're giving impact uh, clarity, but uh, others are, are still kind of putting their customers in a holding pattern. Here's what I would recommend in general if you get one of these notifications. Number one, ask for a timeline for uh, delivery of impact and scope of data. Because frankly, uh, if you're the recipient organization, you don't have access to clarity on that regard. You may know what data goes back and forth, but not what the provider actually had leak. Additionally, um, examine who is contractually obligated to produce some sort of a notification in terms of communication efforts. Sometimes it's the service provider. Sometimes it's the affected institution. Right. So it's it's muddied, but it's something that needs to be discussed and carefully managed. Because really, if you are the recipient of this sort of a notice, you want to be in fairly close control over the, the language that reaches your own customers, constituents, clientele, what have you. So wait for more information, patch to the most current software version, uh, and let it play out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and t- take some of the mitigating uh, yeah. factors as well into account of you know, make, making sure you're, you're doing a hunt uh, on your network for the, the, there's a lot of indicators of compromise that have been put out there, you know, Microsoft, Mondion. Uh, pretty much any security company at this point has a list of IOCs that you can go take a look at. So start doing your hunting. Um, keep it off of public network if you can. Um, VLAN your deployment. Make sure that that is the only place that can get compromised if it is, right? So it's not spreading to other parts of your systems. Um, yeah, and then it's a lot of the other basics that we talk about all the time. Right. And of course, if you have something other than move it, these recommendations still apply. Exactly. Yeah, of course. Uh, right. You know, any web app. Basically. Absolutely. <laughs> but especially those that transfer sensitive data. Yeah. Um, to reiterate Matt's point earlier, delete data that's stale. There's no need for information yeah. to stay resident in systems of this variety unless they are needed to go back and forth. Simply removing yeah. information not necessary closes a window for an attacker and keeps the uh, the scope at least to some degree constrained. Yeah, at least constrained yourself. Right. And know that entities of this nature, threat actors, are explicitly targeting sensitive data transfer tools. So, you know, analyze what you have, reduce the attack surface, and, and try to defend yourself. Okay. Um, well, you know, Google, Google Move It. You know, there's tons of information out there. Uh, all the things we described are relevant. We're always happy to talk about any of those. But uh, guys, thanks for, you know, spending a little bit of time on this. It, it's certainly, you know, emergent 
news here and something that that, sure. that a lot of organizations have to follow. So uh, hopefully everybody got some some value out of this, has a slightly better understanding. We appreciate, as always, everybody listening. Thank you. We'd love to hear your feedback. Feel free to get in touch at Vancord on LinkedIn or on Twitter at Vancord Security. And remember, stay vigilant, stay resilient. This has been CyberSound.